Good morning, church. All right, yeah. All right. It's just so hard to think that, like, we haven't had Thanksgiving yet, and it's, I look out, so, so if you're online, you don't know what I'm getting to see. I'm getting to look out into the yard of the church through double-paned glass doors and see the first real day of winter. Like, there's snow on the ground, little tufts of grass sticking up. And we haven't even had Thanksgiving yet. And I'm just, I'm just not ready for it. I'll be honest. I'm not grumbling because I, we read last week in, in 1 Corinthians 10 where grumbling unto the Lord is a sin. Uh, and, and people died in the Old Testament because of that. And I'm not, I'm not up for that. So I'm just letting it be known that I don't want to grumble. I don't want to sound like a grumbler. But I'm just not ready for winter. I'm just, I haven't washed all my sweaters. There we go. They're still in the bins. I got to get them done. So, all right. We are going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 today. We're going to be taking a look at uh, verses 23 through 11. So if you've got your Bibles, go ahead and open those up uh, to take a look at the word of the Lord today with me. If not, it is on the screen and you at home can see it on the screen as well. Let's hear the word of the Lord. All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any questions on the ground of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you are disposed to go, eat whatever is set before you without raising any question on the ground of conscience. But if someone says to you, Hey, this has been offered to a sacrifice, then, then do not eat it for the sake of the one who informed you and for the sake of conscience. Now, I do not mean your conscience, but his. For why should my liberty be determined by somebody else's conscience or someone else's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that for which I give thanks? So, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or to the church of God. Just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Let's go ahead and go to the Lord, the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this, this morning we have. We thank you for um, the day you've given us. We thank you for this word. We thank you that as Paul is instructing us here, that the word of God instructs us that, that we are looking to, to do just that, to do everything we do for your glory. I pray, Lord, that as we, we enter into this time of, of worship through the hearing of your word, that you would just... Um, speak to our hearts. You would convict us. You would challenge us. Father, I pray that you would put me aside and let this message be from you to us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. There's a little meme that we float around amongst some of us that that's, uh, kind of goes back to chapter 11, verse 1 here. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. There you see me 
the little sock puppet, puppet Spider-Man. Paul, not such a bad Spider-Man costume. And Christ, full on, the amazing Spider-Man, your friendly neighborhood web-slinger kind of guy. Uh, we, we joke around about that because it is difficult for us to imitate the, the saints we read of in Scripture sometimes. It is difficult for us to, to imitate our fathers of the faith, those who have, have brought us in. But what Paul's doing in, in this section of chapter 10 in particular is he's really um, bringing about ways you can do that. Right? He, he's showing us that. And, and really, ever since chapter 8, Paul has been using this, this very specific example of food offered up to idols as kind of a case study. Right? A, a case study in how to flee from, from sexual immorality, how to, how to surrender your rights for the benefit of others, how to flee or avoid idolatry. And, and here, starting with verse 23 of chapter 10, Paul's shifting gears just a tad. Right? In, in chapter 8 specifically, and then in chapter 10, verses 1 through 22, Paul's addressing this issue of having meals within the pagan temples, in their dining halls, in their, their worship centers, in their fellowship halls, however you would refer to it, right? And here, in, in verses 23 through really 11.1, 1, he's addressing the issue of meals in private homes made from food sacrificed to idols, and specifically, he's talking about the homes of unbelievers, right? Now, everything that Paul has taught us in chapter 9 still applies, right? That, that you still have rights, you still have Christian liberties. None of those things have, have gone away. But those rights and those liberties mean nothing. This is really important. Think about this. Your, your Christian rights, your Christian liberties mean nothing if you use them and if the way you use them prevents others from being receptive to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The second that your Christian rights, your Christian liberties keep somebody else from hearing the gospel, being receptive to the gospel of Jesus Christ, you have failed in properly using your rights and your Christian liberties. And that's what Paul's getting at here when he starts us off with, all things are lawful. Right? Now, this is not the first time Paul said this. He says this back in chapter 6, right? And this has been an argument brought forth by the Corinthian church that, that they can do whatever they want to do, that they're doing all the things they're doing because there's no law against it. See, the, the church has, here in Corinth, has, adapt, has adopted the customs of the culture around them. There's no visible evidence in their lives that they have been separated and called apart by God to live differently for the sake of Christ for God's glory. See, they, they have this idea that, that the body is permitted probably even more entitled, right, to all of its cravings and its desires, right? And, and Paul's been like, no, 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 no. Human cravings and desires are poisoned by sin. That sin uses those desires to, to master us, to have dominion over us rather than God being our master, rather than God having dominion over us. And, and what it does is it drives us farther from God rather than driving us closer to God, and when we surrender our earthly passions over to him, then we get to be in his love and his care. But when we don't, we're just pushed farther and farther away. And, and that's why these desires are not helpful. That's, 
That's why these desires do not build up, as Paul says, right? That, that these things are not helpful. These things do not build up. We are called to edify and to help other believers in Christ grow. We're called them to, to grow and live a life that allows non-believers to be receptive to the gospel. Members of the church here at Corinth have, have been living and acting in a manner that was causing other believers to 